You're listening to the Heat Ratio Podcast, brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. What is up, everybody? Tony Cantillo here, Heat Ratio Live, episode number 147, joined by Dan Green, Mikey Goose. We got a little John and Dave are out tonight. Uh, I feel like this has been forever. Uh, glad to be back. Got things rolling a little, little bit today uh, on a daily ticket, on a gambler. Had a nice little 20-minute segment. Got the, the, the energy flowing. Uh, just want to say real fast to everybody, uh, what I can say is the amount of support from everybody absolutely amazing i'll tell you what when you do this thing for as long as i've done it or even if you're new to, to, to see the amount of people that you reach is pretty phenomenal uh, i cannot even tell you the amount of you know instant messages i've received the amount of dms on twitter i received instagram messages text messages from people i never even had a conversation with just to reach out the, it, it was absolutely extraordinary and i just want to say Thank you to everybody. Life sucks sometimes. We deal with it. We roll with it. Uh, I got a tremendous uh, a bunch of friends here that we do this heat ratio show with uh, through the network. Guys stepping up, hosting shows they've never done before, doing descriptions for me, just acting like, you know, everything just flowed. Even though I wasn't there, it was great. Uh, just absolutely amazing. But, you know, I was going to take another week off. But I say, you know what, I, I got to kind of get back into this because, you know, when you deal with adversity, you deal with tragedy, kind of just sit around and it kind of just gets into you. It fuels you a little bit and then your mind starts to wander. So I'm like, you know what, let's roll tonight. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I did watch the games this weekend. We catch up with some news, but we're going to get right into this again. Thank you, everybody, as well. I uh, hope everybody's staying safe. Hope everybody continues to be healthy and we're going to roll on. So, Mike. Dan, uh, you know, listen, the Super Bowl is set. We'll talk about a little bit about that later. But unfortunately, I want to talk about the Phillies right off the bat. Uh, you know, we're going to get to the Eagles coach search. But the big news of Philadelphia is JT Romuto signing the highest AAV of any catcher in baseball. Uh, I did not see that this was going to happen. I, I, you know, we, we the feelings were that he was going to be gone. The Phillies were not going to pony up and pay this guy what he was worth, in my opinion. He's the mo single most important player on this team, not Bryce Harper. It is JT Romuto. They got the job done. Uh, you know, they still have a lot of work to do. Uh, but, Dan, let me ask you, did you expect this deal to get done? Initially, no. But it's been yep. how long since he's been on the market? So, of late, yes. And of late, I mean the past month or so. There's clearly been a collusion of type of sorts that's been happening. Uh, no, one, no one wants to spend money right now. And I guess if you consider – he probably wanted 25 million per year to start. So now he gets 23 million. So I guess he can barely get into the same steakhouse as steakhouse as Bryce Harper now because <laughs> of that. So, I mean, listen, 23 million for five years, isn't anything to sneeze at, but I, I, I knew they were going to sign him when all this time went by. Cause why wouldn't you snatch him up almost immediately when he hit the market? If you're one of those teams that were really looking for a catcher, I mean, 
the Mets and other teams are filling up their roster faster, their needs fast, the Nationals and not the catcher. So I, I think he was um, overvaluing himself, unfortunately, in today's market. Yeah, I mean, his agent wanted him to be, he he adamantly said, not best catcher, but one of the top five or top ten players in baseball. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Right, right. doesn't work that way. Not when you have knee issues in three or four years. Right, but we've seen this before, right? So we've Mm -hmm. seen this before. Other players have tried to do the same kind of thing, and they've, you know, dual positions. Listen, I want to be a player. You know, don't pigeonhole me into an actual position. But, I mean, this is a Dombrowski move. This is why the guy was brought here. Uh, And and, uh, it was interesting to me to to see all the things that came out about the money issues. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show, you know, with the Phillies being frauds and John Middleton kind of being a fraud. Uh, This, to me, was all Dombrowski. was like, listen. This is the guy that we need. We're going to sign him, and we're going to continue to move on. And I think that's what happened. Now, they have a lot of different shoes to fill here. They still only have two pitchers in the rotation. They, you know, they're still the fourth best team in the division, which is crazy to me if you think about it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But David T. Romuto, Mikey Googs, it, it had to happen, didn't it? Yeah, I think it did. But I think you want to go, you want to touch a little bit more on uh, what Dan said. I mean, you know, maybe the market was just a little bit soft. COVID, a lot of unex, you know, everybody's, uh, they don't know what to expect this year. Everybody's, um, you know, kind of dealing with an unprecedented situation. The Phillies have made it blatantly clear that they have cash flow problems. Middleton said that. We all destroyed Middleton. But if you look at that deal, uh, Jason Stark reports that out of the $20 million salary, half of it is actually deferred. And there's no signing bonus, there's no options. It's an unusual contract structure. I dug into that a little bit, but it's you know I didn't really, I didn't dig anything up. This is all public information, but apparently, um, maybe the Phillies were like, "Look, we want to bring you in. We just don't want to strap ourselves because we don't know what's going on. We we lost a crap ton of revenue right now. I mean, maybe work with us, and maybe we don't. Maybe the market just wasn't just was a little bit soft. You know, whatever they got the deal done, but uh, he, like I said, like Dan said, I think he may have been overvaluing himself a little bit. But then again, who knows? We're just happy to have him. He couldn't have walked. If it would have walked, it would have been a catastrophe. Oh, yeah. yeah a catastrophe. That couldn't happen. He couldn't yeah. have walked 100%. Well, he could have. It looked like it was going to yeah. happen. We, we already, we already, we already counting the guy out. We destroyed yes. the whole Phillies organization. <laughs> we destroyed them for weeks. Stupid money, dumb, McClint, Clint, we killed them all. But well, we, we, we lucked, we lucked we out. Did. We, we, did. we, got, we got lucky. And, and getting back to Tone's point with the Dombrowski is that he, he's an established guy that has relationships in this league. Clintac wouldn't have been able to probably develop a rapport with these, with uh, the agent, the way Dombrowski probably did. Um, That's a good point. And you can't, and you can't um, undervalue the relationship he has with Harper and probably other teammates he's developed. He probably did want to stay here, and he he knew he was going to get twenty something mil. He, I think he just wanted that magic number of twenty five, like a personal pride thing, and it just didn't happen. Or it could have been the agent, right? The agent always yeah. rules, right? The agent's riding the ship. He's like, "Yo, you're getting." He has other players he's representing too. Yep. He's, he's got to build up for everybody. Exactly. He's yeah. got to build up his reputation. You know that. Correct. 
just remember it's all the comps too, because there could have been other deals that he's trying to sign right now. And they're all pending on JT's deal, JT's deal. So it's a fine line. He has to walk, you know, whatever he says, he basically needs it to come true to a certain extent. So yeah, that's a good point. The agent is somebody that we never really talk about with deals like this. And they're primarily responsible for all the drama that usually happens. Uh, All the sports. Yeah. All the leaks, all the drama, all the agents, everything. everything. Next question. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just know, listen, we're all happy in Philadelphia. And literally, you know, there, there's not even much more to say that, you know, we know what they need to do. It's so early. We don't know what this season's going to, you know, how it's going to work out. I know they're, I, I don't know before, Dan, before we got on, I know they were close to signing Simmons. Uh, it was, you know, him or DD. They were back and forth as their shortstop. Uh, even heard Freddie Galvis's name. Uh, he signed with Baltimore, out. thank God. It, okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> not ready Galvis. for that move. No, back. no. You know, listen, the biggest thing with the Phillies is they have to start developing young talent again. And and that's what got us into 2008, and that's what gave us our run. We, we were able to establish bullpen pieces and, and absolute franchise cornerstones with our farm system, which is something that we have to continue to do, something we haven't done well in many, many years. Uh, so that's the biggest thing with the Phillies. Uh, you can't buy everything um this isn't george steinbrenner's yankees you know we're never going to be that team this is we have to build from our farm so you know especially now like mike like like mike said about we've talked about it how much revenue right uh you know that 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 they have lost over with this COVID. i mean rich absolutely farm system young town i mean yes uh, you know, Ed Wade, that's just Ed Wade, absolutely. We, we keep going back to Ed Wade. We yeah. always go, I always go back to Ed Wade. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, Al says, think what would have happened if he just, he's like you said, if we signed somewhere else, we would have destroyed the bat. Oh, we would have oh, we tore it down, man. Destruction. Tore it down. But getting back to your minor league point, Jalen Ortiz, Cornelius Randolph, yeah. Adam Hazley, Mickey Moniak, they're all busts. Hazley is is I don't want he's not a major league player. Moniac's not a major league player. <sighs> I mean, when when you when you draft that high, these guys have got to be potential all stars when they make your roster. They're Hazley's barely a role player on this team, and yep, and and a lot of it going back to the agents. A lot of these players are drafted to avoid certain agents that you don't like to deal with when you draft a player, and yeah, right. that was the case with Moniac, and and they didn't want no one wanted to deal with Boris. No, those are horrific drafts in the outfield. You know, it's funny. I I always I always laugh at that because nobody wants to deal with Scott Bars in the NFL. Nobody wants to deal with Drew Rosenhaus. But at the end of the day, they always get the best deal for their players. And and you may not want to deal with them, but they wouldn't be around if they weren't good at what they do. And it's just amazing to me because it's like as soon as you see that player, oh, you signed with Rosenhaus. Oh, boy, here we go, right? It's it's just like, uh, you know, uh, David Conway checking in. What are some of the names that you would add to the bullpen? Uh, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. Uh, Don, uh, I said David. I'm sorry, Donald. Donald, listen, I, I'll tell you what. I'll ask you, Dan, because I know you're you're good with baseball, and, and I know. But I would I would actually bring Robertson back on a one-year deal. I you know I think David Robertson, he, he he was a good signing. He just happened to get hurt. You know he he wasn't old. He wasn't old, right? And, and he had what we needed. So why not take a flyer on him, right? Yeah, he has to prove he's healthy. Um, right. I mean, you've got Osuna out there. Yep. Workman's out there. Uh, even no, even even, even Ken Giles is available. 
I yeah, mean, you yeah. have, you, you know, you, you, you're, you're brought in, you, you brought in the, um, I'm drawing a blank who they brought in this past week. The guy, the, uh, the beard, uh, help me out. Mike, Archie. help me out. Archie. Archie yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I drew a blank. Archie. Come on, man. Archie. I, I know. I know. And he's, he's got name. a great person, but you know, he's, he's actually a natural setup man. So if you bring Giles in and, and you can have him as your, Archie could be your setup man. And you, but you know, those are some of the names that I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah, but, and didn't they sound like two guys for the pen? One of them was Bradley. I mean, he was he, he was one of their big guys. He's one of their targets. That's who they wanted, you know. But I, I would love to bring a guy like Osuna in. You know, you can't be, be, because I mean, you're you're going to rely on guys like who like Ranger Suarez. No. Uh, you know, right? I mean, you know, Luis Garcia. These these are the names that we've heard over the years. You know, you, you can't. The, the that's the problem. We have the farm system stinks so bad that we don't have those young guys come up and fill in like we have with guys like Madsen, right? We don't we don't have that anymore, right? So you know it, it's going to be important. There's going to be it's early. There's going to be guys that come out of nowhere. There will be a couple guys. I still would like to have Vinny V, you know, in the bullpen, but. Not going to happen. Arbitration. He, he, you know, he signed a one-year deal. He is going to be a starter. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I'm done with that experiment. Been done with that experiment, right? It's, it's horrible. What, what would it cost to get a soon in? Probably ten million. I think. What do you think, Dan? I, I don't. Again, it, it it depends on what. It depends on. He's why is he still out there? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. So I don't. I really don't. I mean, it's it's tough enough for for stud position players to figure out what what they're worth. But you know, a bullpen piece. There's look. You can't minimize the bullpen, but there's a ton of names that are available. So you know, if you were once getting, you know, like one of the uh, like, a, and you know, it's going to be a one year deal. So no, one year, ten, one year ten to twelve. Maybe this year it's one year eight. Who knows? And Robert brings up a good point. Start a recap. Wheeler, Nola, and exactly. That's the problem. You know, it, it, it's like we've talked about, and we're going to get to the Sixers, you know, in a little bit. You know, we talk about a big three on NBA teams. Well, you need a big three, you know, on your pitching staff, especially when you're going up against the Washington Nationals and the New York Mets. So right now, all you have is Wheeler and Nola. It's not good enough. Athlete stepped up not a little good bit enough. last year. He's... Video star trash heap, get a bag of balls in the trade. Exactly. I'm I'm done with Vinny Velo. So, I'm done. Yeah, no, I mean Eflin wasn't awful. And and but you no, know, you can are you gonna revisit right. are you gonna revisit you know, revisiting Vinny's makes me sick right now as I'm thinking about it. And then it you know, is Eikhoff gonna be back in the equation again? Oh. It just it when's it gonna end? Yeah. You know, like everyone was like they got they got hosed over the Pavetta trade. I, I look, get rid of Pavetta. You know, I, one of the, one of the three uh, clones is out of here. You know, it was Pavetta, Ikoff, Velasquez every oh. single year. We you know? were get, we were getting force fed Nick Pavetta down our throats. Yeah, you know, it, like terrible. I, it was ridiculous, and and he, and he mounted the what. Nothing, absolutely nothing. But listen, the Phillies got JT. You know, we're 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 obviously going to touch on this in the coming weeks. The biggest thing is we got our guy. We have our two pieces. We need pitching. We need bullpen arms. Uh, It's going to be interesting. The good thing is, I could say at least I'm comfortable. We still have Joe Girardi. Uh, You know, he was the guy I wanted. Uh, He's the guy I trust in, and hopefully, he could turn this thing around. Now, when we speak about coaches, 
let's get right into this Eagles because again, I'm gonna try to keep these these topics nice and condensed, a little get my feet wet a little bit, get back in the action. But Nick Sirianni, and, and whether I said it nay, whether I said it right or not, I really don't care. I, I I'm absolutely floored, like shocked. Um, where this name come from? I, you know, listen. Before they hired him, I, I was, I swore this was Eric Bieniemy's job to lose. I, you know, only because they were they were interviewing a bunch of cats, doing all this due diligence. You knew they couldn't interview Bieniemy. I figured, you know what? They're waiting, waiting. It's going to be that Andy Reid, just like Doug. And then this guy comes out of nowhere, and boom, he's the head coach. You look like this to me. Uh, you know, I, I I hope, honestly, I, I I hope he works, but it feels like Chip Kelly all over again to me. I you know, and what I mean by that is I feel like Jeffrey Lurie. You know, we talked about this on the show in this press conference that the offense it was all about offense. He want elite offense. He wanted right, so he's chasing a guy again that's trying to emulate. A guy like Cliff Kingsbury, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. It's all he's doing. I don't know if this guy's it. I have no idea. He couldn't get Frank Reich, so we're, we're now the Indianapolis Colts. right? I, I'm not sure. But here's what I what I will say. And, Mike, tell me if you think this is right. So I, I for weeks, have been on this show saying that Jalen Hurts was, how he, was, was uh, Doug's guy. I consistently have said that on this show. And I think that's what Doug got Doug fired. I think Doug went into that office and he said, I want to roll with Jalen. I think we can build a team around Jalen Hurts and we got to get rid of Carson Wentz. And that's what automatically showed on the door. And if you look at every move that has been calculated after Doug Peterson, it's all about Carson Wentz. To me, no other reason why Doug Peterson was fired. Zero reason, except he wanted to go with the wrong guy. Mike, what do you think of that theory? You, you know what? You touched on a bunch of things, so let, let me let me address that with the first point. I think I don't disagree with you. It sounds like very plausible theory that he stood up to Howie and the power. You know, the power uh, came out again, and then Howie. You know, that's it. He flexed, and Doug was gone. I didn't think that Peterson was going to be around. I was very frustrated at Peterson. I think a lot of uh, you know a lot of fans were this year. It was a you know it was frustration. We didn't we all we did was sit around and poke theories about what we thought was going to happen. We didn't really know who was driving the bus. We knew that Peterson got upended a couple of times, specifically with you know the coaching staff that he picked, and then he found out that they weren't there. So we knew right then and there there was a little bit of a crack in the armor, and we we saw the uh, the actual struggle between what we thought was a struggle between Peterson and obviously the apparent meddling now of Jeffrey Lurie, which has never been a problem over the years, right? right? So for him to go in there and say that he wanted to roll with his plan and they fired him, they also did a PR spin, I noticed the Eagles, saying that uh, Doug wanted to elevate Press Taylor to offensive coordinator, and they fired him because of that. Now, if it, now look, if Doug Peterson came into my office, and I'm Jeffrey Lurie, and he said that he wanted to promote Press Taylor to offensive coordinator. I would have fired him too. Yeah, exactly. Like we've, we've gone over this guy a couple of times. This walking stiff. Okay, don't even get me started on this dude. So let's just hope and pray that Doug Peterson didn't really do that. Because if he did, he deserves to be fired. Because who would do that? Come on, I don't believe it. It looks like an Eagles PR spin there. But to go back on the coach that they selected, I know you said that you're shocked. 
And I'm going to bring up a point that you brought up in previous weeks when we discussed this. When I had thought that originally maybe Eric Bieniemy would have been the perfect candidate, I remember you pushed back on a theory and you said, listen, the, the Eagles may be a little upset with Andy Reid and may not lean on him because of the issue that happened with Doug Peterson. You know, Andy Reid was the guy that said you got to hire Doug and, you know, Doug this and Doug that. And you thought maybe they would be a little bit sour. But if you really look at this move, it looks just like it has all of the Eagles' typical maneuvers on it, right? Because what did they do? They realized that they should have let, they should not have let Frank Reich go, and now they're leaning on Reich for a vote of confidence, just like they leaned on Andy Reid for a vote of confidence. That just smells like the Eagles, and it just smells like Jeffrey Lurie, and it just smells like we're going to put a new guy in because Howie's got all the power, and he'll listen to Howie, and he will not go against me the way that Peterson did because all of a sudden Doug Peterson grew some balls. So I, I think it's the Eagles again trying to be the smartest guys in the room, and who knows? Maybe <clears throat> this maybe this guy will actually do something. I was uh, when I really thought about it. I mean, I had said to my son, we, you know, he sent me the link, and I just shook my head, and we just went on with our day. Why? Because that's just what the Eagles do. They do this dumb shit all the time. They're always smarter than everybody else in the room. And then we want to think that they are, but they're really not. They're not. So it's super, super frustrating. And now that I had just read some article about the offensive coordinator that just came over from the, um, uh, from, from, the, the from the San Diego Chargers, and I read somewhere that the, the fans are actually relieved that this guy is gone, and I didn't know what he did. And then I remembered I dug into the dumb boneheaded play calls these made over the yeah. last couple of years in the postseason, and now we got this guy. Yep. Now we got two guys that we have absolutely nothing. We don't know anything about either one of them. And uh, we, we, I don't feel that we've made any progress at all. I feel we've, we've thrown a bunch of smoke now, and, and nobody can see through the smoke, and no one has any clear direction. That's You're what right. I think. It's super now, frustrating. It, it, it's a great point. You know, getting some of the comments. Jim says, our, our, my buddy Jim, I love this comment. Great move by the franchise, giving Wentz whatever he wants and getting rid of everybody else who actually won the Super Bowl. Always smart to keep the uncoachable guy with no playoff. Win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jim, you should uh, you should actually be the front line. You should be a manager for the Eagles. You I should love be up it, there in the man. corporate office. Absolutely. I love it. Rich says, as a young guy who Howie doesn't fear, will want more control. It's a good point. Uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about that, right? Uh, Hurts and wanting having control of the coaching staff. Talking about Doug Peterson. All right. Uh, now, now Donald says no one knew Andy Reid when, when, when he, after being the Green Bay quarterback coach. I, listen, I will completely, I, I, I'll give you that. That's for the sure. Only, right. That's the for only sure. For grace. sure. That's the only saving grace we have. Right. Well, it, it's it. So right? he I mean, might, this guy might be good. He could be good, but why? Why go with the could be? Why is right. it always a project or you know the new guy? Why? Well, why? He, here's here's my issue, and I, Mike, I agree with everything you said. First of all, Doug, you know <laughs> you know how I you know how I feel about. Uh, oh, okay, man. Okay, yeah, that's I'm it. Like, every Richard. time I every time I talk, Tony laughs. I'm thinking, <laughs> was, what, 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 do oh, I raise a raise my tooth? What's going oh, wait, on here? Oh, wait, wait, no, no, I understand. Wait, I see it. I see it. When you're done, we we have a a, a little episode. We have a little back history on that one, Dan. You'll, no, we'll I, I I saw the show. We'll oh, okay, <laughs> but um, Tony knows how I feel about Doug. I I I I I think seventeen was an outlier. I think Doug's a dope. So I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. I won't even go into detail. He, here's my issue, and I I I don't want to sound like Mike Missanelli being Mister Social Injustice guy, but I totally. I'm disgusted with the league that's 70% African-American, how you wouldn't even consider a Byron Leftwich of the world. You wouldn't consider a, uh, wow, now the enemy, the enemy 
the enemy supposedly didn't want to even interview here. Um, getting wow. back to what you said. Yeah, no, that 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 came out. I didn't and, know that. No, that came out. Because he knows but, it's a shit show. But yeah. left, 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 which I've always been impressed with. And I just, I, I just feel teams need to start stepping up with, with filling the void of a lack of African-Americans in important positions. I, and I don't it's, agree it's, with that. It's been bothering me for a while. And you had, you have some candidates, um, even, even, even revisiting a Jim Caldwell at, perhaps, but the, the other thing that Is it, you know what, Dan, not to cut but that that's a great point because Jim Caldwell, as much yeah. as he always, he always was prepared. That dude got one of the rawest deals ever. And how yeah. about how about Vance Joseph? Yeah. Right. No, no, or, or no, not Vance Joseph. Who was the head coach of the Cardinals before Kingsbury? He was fired to one year, one year. Oh God! Who was that guy? He would fight. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Joseph was with the Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who yeah, was yeah. the coach? And, and again, they didn't even get like the team stunk. One even like he came and didn't even give him a chance. They fired, and then they who did they hire? Cliff Kingsbury. And and right? and, and, and I, I'm I saw this. I think this guy was just recently hired as a coordinator. I'm absolutely drawing the blank. Hopefully, one of our viewers can type it in. But but here's the here's the other issue. When is Joseph, the guy that we're drawing a blank on, ever going to get a job again? They're not, and that's 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 the other thing that appalls me with the NFL. You know, white coaches will get recycled. Some of them are. I mean, Dan Campbell. I don't even have to know anything about Dan Campbell other than two seconds of his press conference to know that he's going to be a putz with uh, Detroit. <laughs> I mean, complete. I mean, I'm going to bite the left kneecap off and then the right. Are you kidding complete. me? Complete. Are you kidding me? So I mean, you know, you're hiring. People like that, the good old boy network, and, and, and you're not giving the Byron left, which is the world a chance. And, and the enemy, you know, is, you know, and, 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 and the NFL, if you really want to promote the Art Rooney rule and really make change, stop with the you can't interview until after the Super Bowl bullshit. I hate that rule. That, that, because that, hate- now, now you're hamstringing in coaches that have the qualifications. And in, in this case, you got two guys that are African American and are in a Super Bowl. So pe- people are nervous. We got to fill our coaching position because what if we can't get those guys? Then th- then what? So maybe that's a little reason why people jump the gun. And finally, getting back to Sirianni, he uh, Mikey's right. He is there to placate the front office, plain and simple. But here's where I pray to God the guy grows some and throws a curveball at them. What are they going to – I said this on the last show I was on. What are they going to do? Fire the guy after week three if he says, forget it, Howie. I'm not dressed in your guy. I'm dressed in the guys that have earned a spot in practice. These are the guys who are playing. What are you going to do, fire me? And they're going to go through a, another uh, coaching shit show so they fast? They might. They could, but I would, I, would, I would play Russian roulette if this guy really feels like he's making some endways with the team. They're, 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 they're doing stuff in practice. He's, he likes what he sees. And then Howie says, you got to dress this guy over a guy that Sirianni wants to play. So, that's a, I mean, that's, if that's, a, that's, yeah. I, don't I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah. I well, doubt it's going to happen, but, uh, but that's where, that's where you almost have to do a reverse position of strength type of thing. You know, yeah, they got it. They got a, a greenhorn coach. But this guy's got to have the mentality. They can't, they can't go through another public relations nightmare and fire fire me after this season. Or he, obviously, they're not going to fire me in midseason. So you know, grow some. I hope that's what happens. I don't want. Obviously, we don't want a puppet as a coach. If 
if if Mike, you're right that they're trying to target the next McVeigh, the next um, Lincoln, you know, the next Riley. Fine. If 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 they if they accidentally hit a home run with that, God bless. Dude, that Link, I don't, that, I don't that, want to Rooney rules a, that Rooney rules a friggin' joke. It is. Okay? It is, it's, it is. It, it, we all know yeah, it's a joke. They're just catch, throwing baby. people up there and to by the requirement. It's a it's a complete crap. Okay, because if the if the best guy got the job, then they would get the job. And um, don't get me wrong. I mean, Laurie's been a pretty progressive owner. We know that. All right, I don't want to dog him and, and Ray Rhodes. That's all. Anything. That's all. He, that was his first and last. Yeah, but, but, but Laurie's done other things too, man. Like you gotta you gotta let's call it. Let, yeah. Let's just call it up. Yeah, he's been he's been. Mike Vick a chance. I, I get all that. You know, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too down that too far down the political route. But I agree with you to a, to a to a certain extent. You know, um, if and candidates and, are equally skilled, but they're not. But they're not. But they're not equally judged. And we all we all know that. Crap. No, no, I don't, I don't mean judged. But I'm saying if they eat, if they have, if they have equal resumes, why not do the right thing? Is my point. Byron Look, Ruff, another thing Byron is left, which is is a good candidate. When 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 Deuce left, everybody was like, "Well, how come Deuce didn't get a shot? How come Deuce didn't get a shot? How come I had Deuce no problem with Deuce not getting hired?" To be honest with you, well, nobody else gave him a shot. Maybe he just yeah. wasn't. Maybe he just didn't have his shit together. I mean, we don't well, know. Yes, I'm glad you said that because that was one of the next point about Deuce. Like, I, I love Deuce. I, I do. I love yeah, Deuce. You love him because you're a yeah. fan of the Eagles, man. We yeah, all do. We like the man. How that's many what, interviews yeah. did he get? Right. And that's no disrespect against Deuce, but you know he did turn down the, the, the offensive coordinator position. In Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I remember right? That. Because well, he didn't yeah. want to, the responsibility well, of calling plays, correct? Right, but yeah, but usually that is an, an outlier that's, of yeah. getting promoted to be a head coach. So that's not the guy that you want for the job. It says, I don't want to, I don't want the responsibility for calling plays. You know, I mean, forget it, whatever. The, po the point is this, and I agree with you both made excellent points, but I think we can all agree on this. The Eagles pulled another Eagles move. And now we're all frustrated and scratching our head. And they just did the Eagles thing again. And, and as long as Jeffrey Lurie, Dave, uh, Coach Dave, this is for you, buddy. As long as Jeffrey Lurie owns this team, okay, he's going to have his little minion there, Howie, and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. That's the bottom line. And we're just going to sit around and wait for something to happen. And you know what? Maybe it's just a laughing joke in the league. Maybe everybody knows. You know what, Nick? Just go to the Eagles. You know, you're going to make a couple of million dollars. You're going to get some experience. Just take the paycheck. And maybe he's just going to get in front of the podium and he's going to say, I got to I got to put people in better positions to make plays. All this vanilla shit comes out. Les Bowen attacking everybody. No one knowing everything. Everybody's all pissed off. Marcus Hayes writing bomb pieces one right after the next. You think any of this is going to stop? This is just a three-year extension of what we've been dealing with. That's all it is. It, it, you're you're spot on, man. This is listen. Jeff stood up there and said three to four to five years. That's what he said. He so, talks I in mean, circles. He talks in circles, though. Seriously. Yeah, but, but think about it. You know, this team has a ton, has a ton of work to do. If people oh. think we're going to come in here next year, no matter who the freaking coaches, and we're going to compete for the playoffs, you're you're an idiot. You're right. you're sadly mistaken. It's not going to happen. Look at the cap. The cap's it, a catastrophe. It, Oh, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely, you know. I I seen. I I know this is way far fetched. I seen a piece today on SI that actually had somebody saying that the Eagles wind up trading both quarterbacks and drafting Justin Fields at number six. I mean, like, sounds like it sounds like clickbait to me. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm just that just. Is. But but my point is for people to even write that kind of subject line showed you how much of a mess. This organization is it's right. A it's a complete right? mess. A complete we're mess. giving them. 
we're we are definitely definitely giving them the ammunition or they're giving us the ammo in order to to, to fire back without well jamar thinks i should be the uh gm of the of the eagles i don't know how long i would last there because yeah. i don't think me and mr Lurie would get along very well Andre, uh, Coach David like this because he hates Lurie. Uh, Andre says it all starts with Jeff Lurie has separated his personal life and political affiliations with what his team needs. The NFL mm. has always been about the shield. The same shield that they praise is the same shield that hide things behind. Listen, well put. Well like, put. Absolutely. They hide behind the billions that they're raking in, man. That's yep. just what it is. Yep. Uh, out second in and again a, a very fluid su a subject 32 teams four head coaches of color two african-american one gm zero owners uh you know it, it's it's no joke man three, I, I, three gms but it's still bad right it, well here's the funny thing it all it always brings you back to you know i don't know how many of you guys watch ballers right but it was like yeah, and they, they yanked it it was great until they right. pulled it off the air great and, and you're <laughs> watching crazy. you're watching the rock Right. And, and they're, they're all looking at them like Spencer, Stratt, you can't be an owner, you can't own a team. Right. But but you know what? If that was that, idiot, what was his partner? I forget what his the the, the bald white dude. I forget what his partner was. But if he would have walked into that room, you know, it would have been like, oh, yeah, come on in. Like, right. <laughs> it's just oh, sorry. I didn't mean ballers. Not oh, ballers with the rock. What, what's the other one that was on HBO that they yanked after a season? That was Playmakers. Playmakers. Sorry, I got that confused. Want to yeah, show yeah. the dark side of the yeah. NFL? Yeah, they, nope. they, that didn't that didn't last long. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Al's checking in. He's right. Phillies didn't get Simmons. He just signed a one-year, ten point five million dollar deal with the Twins. All right, DD, you're coming back. So it looks like yeah, it looks no like choice. DD. He's the only one left. No choice. So so Donald's asked if this is a complete rebuild. Who are the guys that are going to move on from? You know, good I, question. I, it's a really good question because, you know, listen, this offensive line, uh, you know, we have to really. Re I'll tell you what, I'm a little worried and concerned. When I hear my franchise starting right tackle has a shattered leg, I mean shattered, wasn't broken. They said his ankle was destroyed. That that, that concerns me a little bit because that's, that's, a that's a heavy choice of words, right? Duct tape, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it you know it wasn't separate. It was destroyed. So I mean that that's a that's a big problem. Brandon Brooks, I, you know, I love the guy. He's come back from, but you know how much can a body really take? Jason Kelsey, does he come back for one more year? I don't know. You still got a left tackle problem, right? You so, so we we have a major offensive line problem. We I'm have about a to cry. Offensive line problem. That's very sad. Right, so I, great, great. I, I, I would move on. I would try. I would try to uh, parlay uh, Fletcher Cock into assets. To be honest with you, yes. I, I, it's I, time I, to move on I, from him as well. Now I don't know what his cap hit is. I'd have to look that up. But I do know they restructured his deal a couple years ago. So you know, I, I think he could bring you back something of value. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Zach Ertz, we already know, is gone. I mean, yeah. you, know, you think about who you're moving ahead with. Right. Think about that. Think about on this team, Rodney McLeod towards ACL, started three years old. I don't know if he's coming back. Right. Okay, so even even if you were to get value for any of these guys that we talked about, right, let's just imagine that there's some sort of equitable value for any of the players that both of you just mentioned. Who's and making you just get, you, you st Okay, you stock up and you get draft capital, right? And then you got Howie Roseman in the draft. Yeah. So how is this? How does it? Is there, is there a trajectory to any type of plan right now? With the same people calling the same shots, Fix all they Carson. did was bring in window dressing. Fix Carson. That's it's the deal. All, it's because it, you have a guy that's 
in charge of the quote rebuild that caused yep. the rebuild. Okay, so even if they can fix Carson, custom. I'm not saying they can. That is a tall order to fix Carson Wentz, especially what we saw. But we have to trust that these people are football people and they know a shitload more than we do, right? So we just have to trust that. Is he fixable? I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. It, you know, I, Mike, you brought up weeks ago, and I, and I hate to keep, but there, there's a couple names, you know, what people brought up: Brock Osweiler, Blake Bortles. Dudes who had like really, really good year, and then boom. No, Osweiler was never good. Right? He did have a yeah. No. He was okay. He no. was serviceable for the one year. He was man. He he, he was never never approached what Carson did in 2017. Well, no, not. But what I'm saying. Well, not, I, I know. I know. I know where you're right? going. I know where you're going. Uh, guys that just not never could recapture have. anything. They couldn't recapture anything they once did. I get. I got you. Blake Bortles fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, in, in the fourth quarter game or AFC championship game against, against the uh, Patriots, he was one throw away from the Super Bowl, man. That one throw, I yeah. can't remember what receiver it was, went right through. He, he just sailed a little bit. That was the game, man. That was it. They were going to the Super Bowl. Yep. So it's crazy, man. It's so, crazy. yeah, go back to the original point, though. Uh, you know, what guys do they have to move on from? Who's left? I don't know what they're thinking. But I think that we'll probably agree, and not just us three here, but I think the majority of the fan base will agree that nobody really has any confidence in what they're doing. And the moves that they made right now doesn't instill any confidence at all. No. So we're like stuck. It was a depressing year last year. I, mean, I can't even watch the last couple of games. And, and, and maybe this coaching staff will be great. I mean, I don't want to just give them crap. I mean, yeah, we'll have to give them a fair shot, right? But for them to say that they're just going to come back and make Wentz 2017 Wentz, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. But you know what? If this turns out to be a complete flop, nobody's going to be surprised at that either. What? I mean, what I hate to sound so cynical. No, no, no. I, I that's totally viable. But what, what, <laughs> what perplexes me is you hire a thirty-nine-year-old coach who hires a thirty-five-year-old OC, right? And another young defensive coordinator. Okay. At least, at least bring in Lovey Smith or somebody like that to be your defensive coordinator. Um, well, and, and, and the, uh, and what kind of fan base are we? We were so sick of Jim Schwartz's bend, but don't break the, uh, the, 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 the fence, the fourth and 11, everyone's at the, you know, the 11 yard point defense. And, and then the guy gets 13 yards anyway. Um, the picket fence defense, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the, the Colts were, were the, had the second fewest blitzes in the NFL last year. Right. So where's this guy getting his defensive scheme from? The Colts. We we we're an aggressive base. You remember when we had Emmett Thomas as a Ben but don't break coordinator great. for 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 Ray Rhodes? I couldn't stand it. And then thank God we got Jim Johnson, Jim and we were spoiled for years. Yep. But we need aggression in this in this town, and the lack of blitzing, and, and let you know our vaunted defensive line. They have games where it's like they're invisible. All the all the money they make. See, Jim Johnson bailed out Andy Reid for oh, a decade, and exactly. it just it just I the fact that he's going back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I just I, such a bad taste in my mouth because you just brought up a great point. Jim Johnson's forgotten about. Don't get me yeah. wrong, Andy Reid learned a lot, but he learned a lot on our time. The time was definitely ours when he was here, and now yep. to see him go back to the Super Bowl again. He did not have the. Could you? He might have been a better coach with. I mean, his his weapons are insane. Insane, and 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 he's willing to. And he's willing to. And you know, you know, he's got his hands in the in the player personnel angle, and he he's willing to go after people of uh, not the greatest character. He drafted Hunt. 
who's now with Cleveland, who didn't have great character. Tyreek Hill dropped because of his character. So the that's, problem that's, is, though, it's yeah. exactly what you said. I mentioned this earlier. The problem is you have Sirianna who's hiring his friends. That's what he's doing. Now, you know, it, it, hiring your friends doesn't always equal to success, right? It doesn't always equate to a success. And that's and that's one of the biggest issues. Now, if you look at this weekend, I heard Jim Johnson's name mentioned various times because, you know, we were watching Sean McDermott coach. Okay. And, and who did Sean McDermott bring in? Who did he, a guy named Leslie Frazier? Uh, you know, so Sean McDermott, young guy, brings in a seasoned vet who has head coaching experience and and league experience, right? Who is Sirianni bringing in? And 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 I don't think it's a you know it's a secret that Deuce leaves right away. They fit the special teams coordinator leaves right away, like not because they they just were like I'm out, done. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Do you they're just starting fresh? I don't know. But even guys like Kyle Shanahan have very veteran leaders on their team. McVay has veteran leader coaches on his team. Of course. His first hire was Wade Phillips. Exactly. I was just getting exactly. Sorry, Tom. No, no, but I'm glad you said that because you're exactly right. You bring Wade, that's another name. You know, I want to do a show just on defensive coordinators because Wade Phillips never, ever, ever gets enough credit for the, he, he was unbelievable. You know, he gets a bad deal because he didn't he didn't fare too well as a head coach. But we know a lot of guys that do that. But Wade Phillips, wow. I'll tell you, man. It takes a lot to be able to lead a team of, of young men, you know, especially guys that are like, we've said this a million times, multimillionaires, you know, that have just had, um, you know, they've been the, they've been the top of their game since, since grade school, high school, all of them, you know, the, when all those egos clash to get them all united to do the same thing is not an easy thing. That's why a lot of these guys, I mean, they try head coaching, some make it, some just regress back to what they were really good at. And Wade Phillips is a perfect example of that. But even to touch further on the point, when you bring in a bunch of 35-year-old guys that are all friends and you're expecting them to provide leadership in a situation that they've really never dealt with before, having that total control, that really could go. That could take a, a left turn really, really quick. And if it does that, then it's going to go right back to what Dan said. What are you going to have a situation where you start firing coaches after a year? I really think, Tony, and we've talked about this before, I think it's well known in the league that the Eagles are the most, if not the, the most dysfunctional club in the National Football League, and they're just sending coaches over here to collect checks, just like the Raiders were for a decade and a half. It's like we're the, we've turned into the Raiders. It's sad, it's man. super, super frustrating. It, now, again, watch them win the is. Super Bowl, and I look like a complete idiot. But. but, you know, right now, right now, we just have no idea where this is headed. It just looks weird. I mean, the one it's funny, the one coach that I was actually hoping would stay stayed, Jeff Stoutland. Yes. Um, I mean, at one point, Dave Phipp was a dynamite special teams coach, but he's they haven't done anything in in, in, in quite a few years. So I'm not I'm not sad to see him go. And uh, and all these coaches went to Detroit. So we're, I, we're the we're the Philadelphia Colts and they're the Detroit Eagles right now. The, the, yeah, that's a good point. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing about Phipp, though. I I don't blame Phipp because you know, I've said this before. Your 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 special teams are only good as the guys you draft because normally the talent that you draft it always goes to special teams. And if the drafting sucks, the special team sucks because I you know listen. There's and again, just signing guys. I watch what what team I I, I forget what team it was. Uh, you know, help me out. But Tavon Austin is returning kicks for somebody in the playoffs. What uh, what what team? But the I was Packers, like, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, it wasn't the Packers. 
but but my, my point is, it's like, wait a minute. There's a guy who we heard on a rant was going to be this electric receiver. It never kind of panned out, but we knew he did one thing good. Whatever happened about signing guys like that to be like, you know, your your specialty guy? We like we just got away from that stuff, man. We just completely got away from. Oh, that. Wait, man, that's why they hired. That's why they uh, drafted Rager. Nah, he's great uh, at special teams, returning punts. You know, he was great at that. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't oh, let's let, let's talk. Yeah, it, it was at, at Green Bay, Dan. It was Green Bay. Um, but yeah, let me don't even get me started about that because I heard somebody talk about how Sirianni, you know, supposedly what sold the Eagles was he talked he talked Reger up so much, you know, over Jalen oh, Reger, yeah. Carson Wentz, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. and side. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's why he came here. The deciding yeah. factor was to go, you know, somewhere else or just come to the Eagles because of JJ Arcega Whiteside. He said, yeah, yeah, he, sure. Yeah, I, exactly. He said, supposedly he said, you know, he looked at it and he said, listen, you know, Dallas Goddard is a strong tight end, kind of like what we had on the Colts. He he, he compared Rager to T.Y. Hilton. Come on, dude, give me a break. He compared Ortega Whiteside to Zach Pascal. Give me a break. Come on, man. Like, like, like supposedly he came in and he wowed him. What else is he going to say? They're dangling millions of dollars in front of him. He's going to say whatever. He's going to take his check and go. I mean, I hope that's not the case. And I hope he really like does something here. And it's possible he might. I don't want to. I just want to be so sour on him. It has nothing against him personally. It's just we weren't expecting that. We were expecting something else. And well, you you said he. he, Mike, you said it best. His first obstacle is to be a leader of men. If he, if he, if he at least does that. Our offensive scheme cannot be any more vanilla than it has been the past three years. That's it can't sure. be. So from that perspective, it's got to get better. It has to. That's um, a good point. It's so a good point. you're right. If, if Just become a leader of men, gain confidence in the locker room, and then let's take it from there. If Rich says press hard. <laughs> Trying to be that cashier. Uh, Burger King's going to live for infamy in a heat ratio. Uh, let, let me just tell you something. Let, let, let's get there. We're about 45 minutes in. I'm going to go about 15 more minutes because we're going to talk about why Ben Simmons is the problem and will continue to be a problem for the Philadelphia 76ers. I know my boy Al and Andre are cringing right now. But let me get to the little Jigsaw Chronicles for a second. because. Nice. We talk because again, you know, even though you know, before we, I, I dealt with you know my mother in law's death and all that kind of thing. We, we, you know, we were doing some running around, and one of the things that I love about you know the way we've transformed into COVID is some things have become you know you know much easier in the past. Like you know, I, I do curbside pickup at Best Buy, which is a great thing. You know, okay. I, I hate Best Buy. They always have one cashier. Nobody's in there working. You're going to wait in line forever to buy They never it. have anything in stock. They're always out. Yeah. They have nothing in there. It's ridiculous. It's like Lowe's and Home Depot, too. But, but here's the deal about curbside. Exactly. And this is what I want to bring up. Burger King curbside? Violation. Tremendous. Okay. So, you know, when I do curbside, I'm reading, I'm reading it, it says, you, know, you have a number. So text when you're there. So you pull in, you know, spot number eight. You, you hit the thing. I'm in spot number eight. They give you a number. Now, I try to be, you know, mannerly. You know, listen, it's COVID. <laughs> so people are coming out. It says open, you know, down your window, your back. I put a mask on because I, I don't want to be people uncomfortable, even okay. though I'm in my car, right? Okay. So okay. Come over. And, you know, I, I, you know I, I show them the number. They drop the thing. Cool. But, dude, I got an iPad and an iPad case. Like, you can hand it, you know, in their hands. So here's this schmuck next to me, right? I'm watching him. First of all, tremendous violation. Like, 40-year-old dude all by himself 
in a minivan. First of all, you know, with, with I don't see no baby seats, no nothing. Already first violation. You had to attack the minivan. I did. I did. So second of all, and here's why. This dude pissed me off so much. I wanted to get out and say something. I can see I'm that. I'm watching this cat. I'm watching this girl. Probably couldn't have been 17 years old. Comes out with a cart. She's got a 50-inch TV, right, and a surround sound system. Okay. This dude nice. is on his phone. Does it move? Opens the slider from the, with the electronic opener from the minivan. This chick is struggling, trying to throw this TV. He's not even moving. Doesn't do anything. Just sitting there like a putz. I'm like, wait a minute, dude. Like this number one, she's crushing your shit, crushing it. Like, like that TV's definitely not working. Number two, you don't even put the seats down. Like, and you don't even open a lift gate up. And she's just trying to jam it in there. Oh, yeah, dude, she was she was hammering at. She's thing. jamming the TV in the on this in the side yeah. door. Yes. So she she had to go in sort of like an angle to right. get it in between the chairs, right? What even the back couldn't even slide it on the side. She's pushing it in there, and he's and not. What's he on? He's on his phone. He's, he's not even paying attention. Scrolling through Facebook feed. Oh, okay. not even making eye contact with her. I'm like, wait a minute. And you're behind watching this whole thing. I'm right next to him. He was a car right next to me. Oh, then I hope his TV broke. That's what I said. Like, I'm like, and he's probably borrowing his neighbor's minivan. Hence the reason all that stuff he's putting in, in the vehicle. It's absolutely crazy. Like, how ignorant can you be? Yeah, open up the back, put the seat down, load the right. TV in, game over. Yeah. Like, like, that's, and that's and I get it, it's COVID. It's fine. You, listen, they give you an email that say, hey, your order's on its way out. Get out of your car. Open the shit up and get it ready then if you don't want to make contact. And say, hey, just leave it right there. I'll get it. What's the big deal? What happened at the end? Did she get the TV in and he left? Or he did he tip her? Or what? Did, he, did he throw she her some had, money? She had my order. I was the next one. So I had oh, a week. Okay. 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 It, he just hit the door and took and, and like spun wheels in a minivan, too. Come on, bro. What are you doing? So oh, no tip, nothing. He didn't give her a tip of anything. That's terrible. You know, That's like it, it did. I, I was so infuriated. And then, not to mention, I was going to say this for next week, but not to mention, <laughs> I go across the street back to Staples because I forgot. I, I, I like live in Staples, so I get in there. It, it, this is comical to me. I, I, I get up in line. I'm, I'm getting a couple things, and I have a coupon: ten dollars off a hundred. Okay, I spend like a hundred ten bucks. So I get up there. Dude scans a coupon. He says, "Sir." Uh, since you spent over a hundred dollars, you get two free sanitizers. Would you like them? I'm like, nice. Whatever, yeah, sure. you know, sure. right? Yeah. So he rings it up. He scans the sanitizers. They ring up eight bucks a piece, right? Sixteen bucks, and then he puts a code in for a coupon. Okay. It takes about fourteen cents. So he, yeah, right. So he says, yeah, it's sir, it's one sixteen ninety. I was like, I thought I got the sanitizers for free. He's like, oh, you did? I said, no, dude. It says fourteen cents. Oh. He's like, hold on for a second. So then he's trying to scan them again. Right. I already know it's going to be a shit show. I'm like, dude, don't even worry about, don't even worry about sanitizers. I don't need them. Right. You said you offered them. I took, I don't need them. Right. So he's like, no, I want to make it work. So now I'm sitting here like an idiot. Wait and wait and wait. Now, now we get the, the, uh, can I get a manager at, Encounter. I'm like, oh my god! Just tell him take the stupid sanitizers oh, off. Just and then let me leave. Better, I don't want them it gets now. Better. It gets better. So dude comes over and he says. Um, so, well, that, did you use a coupon? I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's why. I said, okay. So now they take my coupon off, right? And then they, they scan the sanitizer. Go, there you go. Sorry, it worked. I said, hold on. 
I want my $10. Why the hell would I take my $10 back to get two freaking sanitizers? Now I pay $2 more than the $8 it would have cost me. And, and am I the idiot here? Like, I should be working a freaking register. And the guy's looking at me. He's like, I think you're right. I know I'm right. You know, just give me my freaking coupon so I get the hell out of here. Like, I'm like, this is why I can't stand going to stores. All um, right. Let me, let me just touch on that. <laughs> uh, let, let me just say, if I never went to a store again in my life, it wouldn't bother me. I think COVID is the perfect environment for me because I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. I can't stand going any. As far as I'm concerned, every retail store can be completely closed. They can deliver all the shit to your house. I never have to go. Like at a store like Staples, I used to love going in the Staples because Staples was unique. It had all the computer shit. It had everything that you want, furniture, all your supplies and everything. Now when I go into a Staples or an Office Depot, first of all, nobody's working in there. They never nope. have anything, never have anything that I need. It's like, oh, I don't want to wait for Amazon to drop it the next day or two. So I'll just go pick it up at Home Depot or, or, or uh, Lowe's or Office Depot or Office. Ma Nobody ever has anything. They're always no. out. No. I can't stand stores. They're a complete waste of time. They and are. anytime you go in, there's always some kind of a problem. There's too much friction in the store. <laughs> too much. It's just it's, it's it's no more stores. It's and you always get all. and you always get in the wrong the wrong line. Uh, always in the wrong line. You're in a short line, but the person who's at the registered um is insisting on a manager, their yeah. a, a coupon issue or or There's, something. Yeah, and I, you I'm, thought I'm, about what line to go in, Dan. You yes. thought you're like, and you, you know, I'm going to up in this line because I'm and you, it, you always pick the wrong one. So it's either always. I can't pick the line or there's a problem in every line. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You, you, you look and you're like, all right, that, that, that person has a couple items. This one's got seven. I'm going to go. But now the couple that not one of them's getting returned. So now we got to wait for a manager. Now, ah, can we get a price check? Like, like you don't know the pr you sell like ten things and you don't know the prices like I don't understand like it, uh, oh, don't it's funny because it's like on both opposite ends of the spectrum it's either we get this experience or you walk into a store and fifty people come up to you at once saying can I help you oh can yeah. I help you yeah yeah uh, I'll let you know can I help you you find everything you need you find everything you need you find everything you need you find everything you no. You know, there's times I just left the car, just left the shit there and just left. I can't deal with it. Anymore. Oh, I've done the same thing. I, I, I've i done the same thing. Like, the, it, like I've always said, like, when I've, especially, I know it's a little over staples, but if I'm going to buy furniture or a car, the first guy, I, I get it. They want to greet. They get the commission. Hi, sir. How you doing? I, and I always tell them, listen, if you follow me around, I'm out. All right. I will come find. You don't need to be lurking behind the signs. You know, yeah, hiding, like looking. Right and, yeah, exactly. And then when you make the eye contact, it's a little awkward, like, oh, shit, he see me. Like, no, nah, dude, I get it. You're fine. Like, if I want you, I will come get you. Like, yeah, I don't, exactly. You know, come on. Like, are, it's you not, are you finding everything you need? And you just look at them and you don't have anything in your hand. And you've been walking around for 20 minutes and you're yeah. like, you know what I say to them? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, man. Well, did you need help? No, I'll find it. <laughs> went from Rick says went from sorry Rick a bunch of old ladies talking thanks for bringing us back to baseline hey you're right, right Rick you're right but sometimes you gotta let it go Rick you gotta let it go man yeah I know you don't go to many stores I get it but when when you do you gotta let it go but no Rick's right what are we doing one thing I'm not letting go is Ben Simmons and, and we're gonna end on this because I seen it again and I wish I had time because I would have put the video on here for my man Andre and my man Al because if I see Ben Simmons, one more time, dribble down a lane, turn his friggin' back, and stand like a stiff. 
like you yell at your kids in grade school not to do. I'm going to lose it. Like, again, how many times do we have to see this to understand he, right? How many times? All right, we're going to reinvent the wheel. They're 0 and 4 without Joel Embiid. Why is that? Because Ben Simmons cannot carry a team. He's Thank you. Number two, that Thank he's, you. he's not going to change. He's not changing. Nope. Uh, yeah. I, what he said the other day. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. All right, Ben. Great job. Yeah, that works. That works, Ben. You sound like an idiot. But okay? he doesn't. Right? He doesn't. Tony. He doesn't uh, care. Right, right. I know he doesn't. He doesn't. He's, he's totally being honest. He doesn't care. And you can't thing. blame Toby he's, as as being the weak cog of the of the big three because he's had a solid year. He had. Yeah, that's that's another good point. But 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 hey, let me ask you, where was Ben last night for the post game press conference? Oh, Ben didn't want to show up. Uh, ben yeah, was, yeah, Ben was having a bad night. Again, yeah, four fouls early, yeah. undisciplined play. Thanks, Ben, for the 10 points. Where's all my triple-double people? Ben's got a triple-double. Oh, it's great. We lost the friggin' Pistons. We lost to the Pistons. Just say that again. We lost to the Pistons. Come on, man. This is a, this is getting ridiculous now. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. I'm oh, really? Are you surprised? Are you really surprised? No, it, Look at I, Ben Simmons' Instagram. We've it, gone over this before. I've talked yeah, about this before. I, the guy totally fell in love with celebrity culture. As soon yeah. as he went down the whole Kardashian highway, that was it. It was over for the guy. The guy's head somewhere else. His Instagram all day long is with celebrities. It's with these people. It's with the, this guy is more all about the limelight. And if he was more focused on his game and maybe focused on you know, maybe being a leader that what they're paying him to be, he could have been something really good because he had all this unbelievable talent. It's just dude's got something up in his head, man. Anybody that can fire threes like that in practice but won't fire a shot during a game, that's all I had to see. What, what star basketball player can't shoot the ball? Stop well, making excuses for this guy. What does Zach Just, Levine, Aaron Gordon, and um, and Jalen Brown all have in common? Uh, a high shooting percentage. And how do they come into the league? Oh, they, they were not very. Good. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't hit. The ocean from the side of a boat. I just, it just bothers me. I'm too old school, man. It's, but he sounds like he's working on it. Yeah. Or if he is, he no. still won't show well, what I, he's done. Well, the the, the, ult, the ultimate issue is, if you if you the for the people that support him, the ultimate issue is playoff basketball. Unlike any other sport, is totally different than a regular season, and that's when it's going to crush us again. Yep. Right. It's like the wall develops. I, I I went to a game that wasn't even the playoffs. You know, when fans actually could go to games. And late in the game, he was hiding behind his teammates. He didn't want the yeah. ball. He didn't yeah. want to go to the foul line. He didn't want – I'm actually a Ben Simmons defender in a lot of ways because there's there's so much that I like in his game uh, other than his inability to shoot or want to want to you know drive, and he's a bad finisher for being six foot ten at times. But it, what's, it, the playoffs is a totally different animal, and that's where it's all going to be revisited over and over again. And that's the concern I have. At least they're trying, man. The owners are trying. They're trying to do stuff. They've made the changes that they've made. I think maybe you'll see in two or three years, but you won't see them right away. And I just don't think this is the kind of guy. If Doc Rivers can't get it done with him, dude, cut losses and just dump them, man. Just go. let me just, let, let me just tell you. It, it, you know, there's two names that are gonna you're, you're gonna irk today, and that's Kawhi Leonard, and that's James Harden, because both of those guys would have been available if you decided to give up Ben Simmons. Now. Ben Simmons 
it, you know, the, the deal wasn't hindered on Ben Simmons. It was hindered on a lot of other draft capital. And from what I understand, the reason why is, number one, the Houston owner did not want to deal with Dower Morey and made it, you know, you know, a bigger issue to try to trade him. But I think a lot of people are starting to understand that ben, Ben's value isn't as high as we all thought it was because other teams say the same deficiencies with Ben Simmons. Think about it this way. This is what I want to say. Think about, because I, I used to have this argument, and we'll, we'll end on this because I'm curious to see what you guys think. The, my argument always was each team has a big three. And if you take, right, and so it, you look at this team, and our big three is Ben Simmons, Joel, and Tobias. It's not good enough, right? So no. I always say, look, look at the other big threes. But how about we look, do this differently? Do me a favor. Look at a team, like, say the Lakers, okay? You know, if you took LeBron, I won't say that because it's hard to say LeBron, obviously. If you took Anthony Davis off the Lakers and inserted Ben Simmons, are they better or worse? If you took James Harden off the Brooklyn Nets and inserted Ben Simmons, are they better or worse? Think about it. If you took C.J. McCollum off the Portland Trailblazers and put Ben Simmons on Portland, are they better? He makes nobody better. You know what, though, Tone? I Right, I don't completely agree with that what? because, oh, yeah. you, well, you you have. I'm not. Listen, I understand your point, no, 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 but I, you you gave example. You gave examples of teams that have killer shooters, and okay. and uh, closers. Okay. So you know, Ben, we need a closer on this team. I right. that, that, But but I'm saying the, the examples you gave. You have you have Lillard, who's closing out the games. Ben can just be a shutdown defender for them. Um, who else did you mention? Uh, I, I, um, well, I, I, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. You have Kyrie and, and Durant. They're they're going to close out the game. They're going to they're going to do the clutch time shooting. So Ben Ben serves a purpose on that team. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is we we also have a closer. Our closer is Joel Embiid. But the problem we don't have two closers. Is he really a closer? No, he's not a closer, Tony. You need, uh, need a sniper. You need a you need a sniper from the outside to be. A he's, as uh, he's as close to a closer that we yeah, have. I mean, for sure. Saying, God bless him. He's had a great year so far. But you know, he still gets he still gets trapped, triple teamed. And when you know, he does, what happens? He's, right, he's got no one to kick it out to. Yep. I, I mean, agree with you're saying, Tone. If you do, and if and none of those teams are better if you put him in there, I don't think. But yeah, I mean. Will will he lock somebody down and just yes. hide in the shadows and, and be that guy and be you know be get in his comfort zone? Yeah, I just think when you try to make him something that he's not, it doesn't work very well. And he just re- I don't know. I, I I understand everybody everybody's why they support him. I understand the, the great things that he has about his game. He just feels like he's a he would be a pretty amazing piece if the piece if the whole wheel was complete. And exactly. it's just incomplete. It's incomplete right. the way that it is. Maybe that's a better way to put it. A, a, a bad example, I guess, that I'm about to throw at you is Andre Iguodala. He was not a he was not a premier guy with the Sixers, but he was a piece on another team that was a hell of a piece. A guy that was a great defender, yeah, a great role player. So, yeah. ben, I think part of our issue is that Ben's on a mega contract, and he's just an incomplete player. Yeah, but. I go back some of the examples you gave tone. Yeah. He's not better than the players that you substituted him for, but he actually does fill a need for those teams as an elite defender, a great rebounder with, when those te- with those teams with, with great shooters. You have a point there and, and, and I completely agree, but what I will but on this team. No, what I will say is I'm tired 
of hearing the Magic Johnson talk. And the reason why I'll say that is, well, remember, that's what everybody will say. Well, Ma- listen, Magic, Magic this, Magic. I haven't seen anybody pass balls as Magic. Magic, you know, he didn't have a, sh- a shot in the beginning either. Did, did we forget who played with Magic Johnson? Like, seriously, if Magic Johnson had to lead that entire team and there was no Kareem and there was no James Worthy, there was no A.C. Green, there was no Byron Scott, there was no Michael Cooper, are you kidding me? Stop with the Magic Johnson talk. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good point. Everybody forgets about the role, not the role players, but the other pieces to the machine. Everybody forgets about those. Exactly. But would would Jordan have been Jordan if he didn't have his pieces to the machine? I mean, it's a question that I guess you can ask of any player. The only thing with Jordan, though, is you knew Jordan was like Kobe, right? Jordan, they could just take over games by themselves. If Kobe had to drop 70, he dropped set. Jordan dropped 63, you know, as a rookie against Boston. Like, if he had to do it, I mean, Christ, his number two was Brad freaking Sellers at that time. Like, that's stunk. I was terrible. Now you know Orlando Woolridge. Knock it off. Orlando Woolridge. Wow. Now talk about he. We should have a basketball stiff list. He'd be on the. He'd be the top five. But the guys you mentioned worked at their craft, and that's that's the issue we ultimately have. We don't have a guy that's taking a thousand jump shots a day. Ben Simmons could hide in. You said you said he can hide. You know, you're right. He not hide, but maybe blend in to do what he does. And he just can't do it here because there's too many holes. That's correct. Andre says, first of all, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Tony. Stop the magic talk. Stop the magic. I mean, you got to think about it that way. Uh, Honestly, you you have to think about it that way. Rich says Ben was a number one pick and a max player. That's the problem. Like you said, Dan was called to be the next LeBron or magic. I mean, exactly. That listen, we again, I say this, we died for our sins, is what they say. We tanked, right? We 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 took all those stiffs as a play. I mean, this goes back like to, to pre-AI. Okay, when, when we had the bad after the Barkley trade and Johnny Davis was a head coach. I mean, all the years that we that that we've dealt with trash and garbage, Tony Snell, Tony Roten. Right, Tony Roten. Are you kidding? Lefty, Tony Roten. Explosive lefty, Tony. Explosive lefty. Uh, yeah, arm and hammer, Gilliam. I mean, you know, th- think about it. Right. I mean, th- like the hammer. Right. <laughs> the hammer. The hammer. I love that. Yeah. Right. So, but and that's the thing. Like we we were sold our number one pick. Here he is, the next LeBron. Ne- like like Rich says, next like no. That's he's never going to be that, you know, Dan, you made a great point about Andre Iguodala because I feel like, you know, again, you know, he was given max money because we had to at that time and he was never a max player. He couldn't shoot. Andre Iguodala couldn't shoot, but all he needed to do was score. And I say that about Ben all the time, but now Ben can't even do that. That's the problem. That that is the biggest problem. I know Bill Chexy says if he would shoot a mid range shot, would have a lot less light on his game. We would have to develop shaky and maxi and less with Ben. I, listen, the problem is now what's happening now Maxi's getting exposed as a rookie, he's hitting that rookie wall. We see that, right? He'll get beyond that. But the problem is now we're relying on shake and maxi to be way more than they should be. And that's the problem when you have a number two guy who can't hold his own. 
And that's a major deal. But I'm telling you right now, as I'm telling you, I I I cannot believe that this isn't happening. That Daryl Morey is not saying to himself, man, you know what? I know I talked about we can win with Ben, but after watching this, we can't. We need to make a move. Hey, Daryl Morey is a very smart basketball mind, and he sees exactly what we're talking about. And if there's a deal to be made for Ben Simmons, it will be made. And he will no longer be a sixer. And you know what? For all the people that are going to say, oh, here we go. Just let's run Ben Simmons out of time. Let's run him out of town like we do everybody. You got to watch. Listen, do, do you want to win in a regular season or do you want to win a championship? Okay. Do you want numbers? Do you want Do you want Russell Westbrook? Is that who you want? Because if you want Russ, we can have Russ. Never going to win anything. It'll be a highlight reel every now and then. And you're going to give me some exciting highlights, but you don't want to ring. If you well, that's want- why you have to ask yourself, right. uh, anyone defending him, and I've been a defender, will they win a championship with this team? No. And I say no. So then you actually do have to move on from him. It, I'm it, coming it, to that realization because I am a Ben Simmons fan. I love the other stuff that he does. But he, I, I, I'm the same way. I think, I think I was screaming via text to you when he did that drive, turn his back to the basket. and the oh. def- I almost want his teammates to sit down on the floor. Just exactly. go like this. No, you shoot the damn ball. Shoot it. That's what I want him to do. But but here's my here's my biggest issue, and we'll end on this because I've said this a hundred times about not worrying about shooting. I just want him to score. I want him to finish. That just shows me he doesn't even want to finish. He, it, it, you know, I would love to go back and and count, and I guarantee you he misses. From less than three feet, more than any player in the NBA. And you know what that comes from? Being indecisive, not knowing what to do. That's that last night. There was a couple times you even heard Alan Abdenabi say, All he needs to take, come on, young man, one more dribble. Ben Simmons isn't a young man anymore. Ben Simmons has been away for multiple years. If he didn't take the step or the extra dribble two years ago, he's not taking it now and he's not taking it two years from now. He's just not doing it. Well, he's not fundamental too, because when you get when you get in the paint, you got to square yourself to the basket. He he does too many sideways cockamamie yes. hook shots instead of squaring yourself into a little bank shot off the glass. Yep. He, he doesn't even do that, and, and those those right handed running hook shots drive me crazy. Hey, look, I, I get now. Al's telling me to calm down. Hey, I love Al. Al, based on what fourteen, it's a long season. Listen, Al, I I'm I get it. It's a long season, but we're not. This isn't just this season now. We've watched this for the last two years. This is just a continuation of the last. Nothing's changed. Nothing. All of a sudden, are we supposed to think that Sam Cassell is going to be the, the the guardian angel of the Philadelphia 76ers and of Ben Simmons? Is, is he going to be the Clarence of Jimmy Stewart, of George Bailey? They give him his wings like it's a wonderful life. I really don't think so. Un- un- unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly we're, what it we're, is. We're in. We're in. We're in. Uh, JT Realmuto signing was nice, but we're in the. We're in Philly hell right now, man. We need. Yeah. Some, we need something to happen. This is terrible. You're right. We. We. we need- uh, I'm doing. I'm doing a show. How are my flyers doing? I'm. I'm in an area with no TV. Oh, you got to ask uh, Trevor, our, our boy, Trevor's Watson. He checked in. Uh, Trevor says, shout out to Trevor. I know Trevor was was on COVID protocol. He did get diagnosed with pro- COVID. Uh, Trevor says he's now all clear. Doctors say no more COVID. Nice so job. awesome. Good, job. Good for you, brother. Uh, there you go. See, when you need a score, there's Trev right there. Three, two, Boom. three flyers. 
Oh, there you go. Um, Bill, what's up, Bill? Bill checking in. We do realize he's still ah. Uh, see, here's another here's another Ben Simmons defender. We do realize he's still only 24 years old. Leave him alone. Okay, Bill. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, all I all I know is you have to look at the big picture, my man. I love you, man. I love you like a brother. We go way back. I respect the hell out of what you do and your knowledge. Just please remember one thing. It isn't just about Ben Simmons. This is about a, you know a window of opportunity with your MVP, Joel Embiid. It's about a window of opportunity of a big man in a, in a little man's game that will not last more than four more years in his prime. So we can't wait forever to hope that Ben Simmons can get it because he's definitely not going to get it this year he's not so you're willing to wait one or two more years to hope and then guess what you have one year left and i'm sorry i'm done waiting yeah he's trash goodbye get out next <laughs> ben, get out. i said ben get out, get out. uh ben is looking more and more like draymond green oh yeah what draymond at least try to shoot the ball <laughs> and it's so awesome. tired of it just just tired of it you know what man maybe it's karma you uh, tanked all those man. games yeah, you tanked all those games. You know what? It could be, man. It Maybe could it be. is, but I'm mean, just. I feel like just, just moving on from that guy. Yeah. Well, listen, man. This guys, we're gonna end on that. I, I I'm done. I listen on a high note. Go ahead. On a high note, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah on a high note, uh, which I will say is, uh, you know, we got a lot of things cooking here. Uh, Heat Radio Sports Network, uh, you know, Twitter account is back. That's a crazy story. I'll get into that next week. Uh, you know, create a new one, and all of a sudden, that uh, just just nutty, nutty story. All I know is at Heat Radio Sports. Check us out. Uh, growing, growing, growing. We got a ton of followers just today. Got a great, tremendous lineup of ten to twelve guys. Really kicking ass, man. Doing a lot of things. If you're interested in joining us. Hit me up. Let me know. Looking for digital content creators when possible. Uh, doing some things with our podcast. A lot of good things coming up. Uh, we got Fairway to Heaven. Uh, the second episode was on Monday night. Great name. Love it. Um, Tuesday night, uh, Heat Rate HRS Live called Heat Ratio Sports Live. Uh, Wednesday night, Fantasy Firebox. Thursday, Flyer and Ice hosted uh, with with my man Dan Green and our boy Vance. Uh, Friday night, uh, our Jamar checking in the NCA College Flashpoint talking about all things college and Jamar even check Jamar. I had a little neat show he had on his own network about a date night, which was pretty cool. Date night during COVID, uh, him and his wife is pretty neat. Uh, Jamar does a lot of cool things, man. Check him out Saturday. Days is still open, so if any of you baseball fans listening out there, if anybody wants to run a baseball show, let me know. We will give you the platform, hook it up, and, you know, and, and, and get you live. And then Sunday, as always, half court heat. Me, Andre L, talking all things Sixers and NBA. So, uh, boys, it's been great. Thank you for this. I needed it much, tremendously needed it. I should say. Uh, hey, Tone, can I drop a tease real fast? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. On Thursday's show, we have a guest who is a Stanley Cup champion. He's got his name on the cup. He'll be on our show Thursday. Oh, see, that's, that's pretty amazing. About. That's what I'm talking. See what amazing. we do here, man. That's what I'm talking about. This, and again, uh, you know, we, we bring you as much content as possibly imaginable. So do us a favor. Subscribe to that YouTube page. Give us a review on the podcast. Give us a follow. Hit us up. But most importantly, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week.